0: The movie is incredible. It is beautiful, and it brings honor to the crew, and it brings honor to our loss, and that, that to me, means everything.
1: Enchanted Sky Media. This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now. Here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Today, my guest is Amanda Marsh. She's the widow of Granite Mountain Hotshot Superintendent Eric Marsh. Eric and Amanda are both featured prominently in Only the Brave, the movie that tells the story of the hotshots. I wanted to have Amanda on the show because social media is buzzing with opinions about the movie, and I wanted to hear what she had to say. Amanda is also the founder of the Eric Marsh Foundation for Wildland Firefighters, and we'll talk about that too. And Amanda joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you. Well, you're a big part of this film with Jennifer Connelly playing you. Was it hard to watch yourself going through everything all over again?
0: Um, it wasn't hard. In some, in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. It was hard to see it in the finished product the first time, but watching Jennifer Connolly figuring out how to play me was amazing. That was amazing to watch.
1: How much involvement did you have with the production?
0: I had quite a bit when it was involving the storyline of myself and myself and Eric. That I had, um, I spent, I spent a bit of time on the set, and um, yeah, I, I did have quite a bit involvement of involvement with that.
1: When this whole production started, did you have any trepidation about the whole thing being filmed?
0: I did. I was really scared about it because I didn't I didn't know these people at all. And I'd lost a lot of my faith in people anyway at that point. And I was really scared that I was just scared that um we were going to be taken advantage of um that the guys were going to be disrespected or that we would be and I was asked to do, you know, asked to do this and Because of the person who asked me to do it, I, I moved forward and I had to really just let, I had to really just give it to God and not, and not um, worry too much about it because I had no, I, I had, I had no power over, over the entire scenario. It was such a big production. So I had to just, I had to just trust and allow, allow myself to move through it and and then it at some you know it was healing for me in a lot of ways but it was hard it was really hard to let go and just and just hope for the best you know but ultimately what we received was an amazing movie and an amazing experience and i i do feel that they that they did respect us and they did respect the crew and they brought honor so much honor to the entire situation i i really i feel good about it
1: how accurate is Josh Brolin's portrayal of Eric?
0: He's Eric, spot on. There's always going to be differences because they never met each other, because their their builds are a little different or or whatnot. But but really, Josh becomes Eric, and that that was really fun to watch. Um, it was fun to watch it, you know, in Santa Fe when I was there um, during the filming. And Josh would come walking in to wherever we were and he'd be in his yellows and a uh, yellow shirt and uh it was it was amazing he'd have suit all suit all over his face and um and he was Eric and it was just it was nice
1: you know my impression of seeing him on screen is that he looked just like Eric
0: absolutely he really it was really important to him to be as close to Eric as possible
1: now, people on social media who haven't even seen the movie yet are saying it's too soon for a movie about the hot shots. How do you respond to that?
0: I get really confused by that because it's, it's my life. Not in that it's my life and I'm going to do whatever I want. It's in terms of it's my life and it's my husband's life and it's our crew on the big screen. And if it's timely for me, then I don't understand why it's not timely for others. I think once people see this movie, and once they once they get past whatever their stuff is around it, which there's a lot of, people have a lot of stuff around it, and it's just, it's baggage, and probably fallout and baggage from the experience, and everyone has experiences with this situation in this community. We all felt the loss so, so deeply. And to miss out on this movie is to miss out on the crew. Th- this movie brings the crew to life. It celebrates the inception of the crew and the living, breathing aspects of who they were. If I'm okay with it, and if and if I've watched the movie, and if I, I mean, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this movie, it was hard. But I showed up, and I gave them Eric, and I gave them myself. And I know that people aren't trying to take a stand against me.
1: No, they they believe, and maybe they are in their own way honoring the men. But as you say, if you're ready, they should be ready too.
0: Yeah, and and it's not, not everyone you know not everyone is supportive of this movie and that's okay people are allowed to have their feelings and to take a stand on what they want and to and to believe what they want and if people aren't emotionally ready to see it then they shouldn't be standing in line to see it at the theater watch it when they're home with their loved ones and they have a support system but the movie is incredible it is beautiful and it brings honor to the crew, and it brings honor to our loss, and that, that to me, means everything. So I hope as many people as possible go out and see this movie or that they watch it, you know, in the safety of their own home, the emotional safety of their own home.
1: A couple of people who commented on something I saw on Facebook said they would never see it because I mentioned there was humor in the movie. How important was humor to the feel of the story?
0: If I couldn't laugh... I would kill myself (laughs) if I couldn't have some, if, if there was no humor, the guys were about humor. The guys were a big joke all the time. They were on the crew. They were, that crew was a walking joke. They loved to just laugh and bug each other and pick on each other. And they, they, they just joked about each other all the time. That's what they did. They put rocks in each other's packs to make it heavier, and the guys would be like, why is my pack so heavy? <laughs> you know? And they wouldn't realize that they had a rock in their pack until the end of the summer when they were cleaning their packs out. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, humor is everything. And, you know, being a first respond- in a first responder family and having gone through a loss like this of first responders, you... You have what's what I call first responder humor, where you have to laugh at the most grim things, and sometimes sometimes that's all we have and humor over the last four years, even when it's it seems inappropriate, has been everything in my life because I have to be able to have. a lighthearted moment. And this movie is not just, there's not just humor about the crew. There's humor about me, about Amanda Marsh. There's some funny stuff in there about me and I love it. It should be there because their lives were not solemn and grim. Their lives were fun. They were a fun loving group of guys. Clayton Witted was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Eric was hilarious. Just That's what's, that's what's important, you know, about that question. So that there's humor in it. It's the crew. It brings you the crew. And the crew was funny.
1: For the last few years now, you've been pretty busy with the Eric Marsh Foundation for Wildland Firefighters. Would you tell me about that a little?
0: Sure. I created the Eric Marsh Foundation in the ashes, from the ashes of the Yarnell Hill fire. It has created a a positive force in my life. We raise money for next of kin of wildland firefighters killed in the line of duty. And what that does for people is that when everything happened for us, for myself, there was a period of time where I had no idea that I was going to be taken care of in any way. And so I was um, right away um probably within the first 24 hours i was faced with what i thought was this need to sell my horses to sell my house to sell my truck to um or our trucks to um give away my dogs because they were big and ate a lot and um, i thought that i was going to be destitute and have to move in with my parents and that was terrifying and i was already making plans on how to how to fix that and f- facing having to bury Eric facing losing him and facing losing the entire crew and then putting that on top of it, putting um, my my financial insecurity on top of that um, was very difficult. And so I created this foundation out of those moments where there was all that financial insecurity for me. Um, luckily that's not what ended up happening and I'm very grateful for that. And my life was able to stay normal in a lot of respects. I was able to keep my horses and keep my vehicles and keep my home. But my life became very abnormal in a lot of ways. But financially, it was able to stay very secure. And that's what I want and have been doing for people is giving them, in their worst moments, a bit of relief um, where they're not having to worry about buying dog food Or making the car payment or what, or whatnot, they're able to, um, to live normal, normal in that respect. And so the Eric Marsh Foundation, um, for wildland firefighters does that, provides that service to people. And as we raise more money, um, we give more money away. So we've been giving $3,000, um, for every, uh, to every next of kin of a line of duty death for wildland fire, in the wildland firefighter community and we're going to be giving more money away now and we're also helping guys who have seen tragedy on the fire line when there's when there's an accident there's a lot of guys and women that are having to deal with that on the fire line and they walk away with a lot of heartache with a lot of frustration and pain and they don't feel a lot of times they don't feel like they have the right to even talk about it or to even um, have feelings about it because they're not the family. And so I hear that all the time. Well, you're you're Eric's widow. You're the one that has the right to grieve. And I'm like, hold, hold the phone. We all have the right to grieve. We all have the right to f- have our feelings. And our feelings are as valid as everyone else's. So that's what we give to these crews as well, is the ability for them to talk about it and to get help. For post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, depending on the length of time, we help them find um, uh, someone um, qualified, a professional to talk to, and that is amazing for them because because they need that they need that um, they need that to be able to to be effective for their families and to be effective on their job. We've had people who um, who have called us who can't even get go back out on the fire line. They're so affected by something that happened. And that's been, it's been really rewarding to be able to help them move through that. We're going to be opening up some of our programs to, to where we, uh, we help guys that are injured on the fire line um, and, you know, things like that, things of that nature. The amazing thing that we do that I have found is that we give community to grievers, whether it be the people who, were are um, honor guard for Eric's funeral um, or the bagpipe players or someone who lost their boyfriend um, uh, who was a hot shot on a fire or a mother who lost their, son, you know, lost her son or that we, we give each other community. We grow a family and, um, and that's been really cool. I will always carry the loss of Eric. There is nothing in the world that can erase that or I would never want it to. But because I have people in my life, in my community in the fire community that I can turn to and therapists that I can turn to, the wounds aren't so deep, and I'm able to move through life and, and have humor in my life and have joy and be able to be of service to others. The foundation is a gigantic service project, and it's really gone gone big lately and it will continue to be huge and it touches people and because of that i get you know messages from fdny and they tell me that they're wearing you know granite mountain shirts um memorial shirts under their uniforms that work every day and i'm like just breathtaking to me i'm just thinking you're honoring our guys fdny and and i get to hear about it because i'm out there and and people trust that and and i love that it's whenever someone brings honor to the crew that, that heals a broken piece of me. It's amazing. This foundation is my lifeline too. My, my, my community, my lifeline. And Amy, um, our executive director, Amy Armenta, is incredible. And she was the, um, Amy was the family liaison for the Persin family. Um, and John Persin Jr. was one of our 19. And so her heart is so full into this project, and she loves the wildland community and loves the fire community and, and, and as a whole. And so we're, we're all heart into this 100%, and it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to do above and beyond anything else in my life. Really, the Eric Marsh Foundation for Wildland Firefighters is my life raft.
1: All right, Amanda, one more question.
0: How are you? I'm well. I'm doing really well. I'm, I have a full life. I'm happy. I have an amazing man in my life who loves the crew and who doesn't make me choose between them and him. He supports everything that I do, and that brings a lot of peace to me. I have a great relationship with my family, and I see them a lot. I have stepchildren, and they are amazing. I. I have a job. I work with horses. And that, that is, that fulfills that need in my life. And I have the foundation and, and all of that has turned into a beautiful life. And I get to honor Eric every day and honor the Granite Mountain Hotshots every day. And that is incredible. And I feel like, I feel like I am well because of all of that. And I have so many people who support me, love me. And people I don't even know are praying for all of us still. They tell me that through social media, and I ask them to keep doing that because it's working, and it's working in my life. So I feel amazing. I feel I feel like I have a purpose, and I feel like I am fulfilling God's plan in my life. And that, that means a lot to me.
1: Well said. Amanda Marsh, thanks for joining me today on Code 3.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Only the Brave opens on October 20th. As I've said, I'd recommend you go see it. It tells an important story and it tells it well. Read my review at Code3Podcast.com slash Brave. And find out more about the Eric Marsh Foundation at ericmarshfoundation.org. That's all for this special edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back Thursday with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until next week, see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.